is a promise. A prophecy is a promise that God will do this and this and this and that. And knowing His promises uh, it really helps us. And so, we're on chapter, on chapter uh, we, we, we didn't cover chapter 10, I'm sorry, chapter 11. But uh, there's just a statement I want to tell you. Out of the breakup of the uh, uh, Grecian Empire, you know, the death of Alexander the Great, four of his generals took over the land. Of course, this is a historical truth, a historical sight. If you simply just uh, uh, get your Google and you write P-T-O-L-E-M-I-S-I-E-S, which is Ptolemy, you're going to get the story of Alexander the Great and, and, uh, and you begin to see that the kingdom that was later to be the Roman Empire now is divided into four areas, four kings, which were the generals of Alexander the Great. You know, he died at the age of 32. He was crowned king at the age of 19. And uh, he's a very complex person, a very, very powerful leader. But uh, on his death, four areas were created. And of course, uh, one of them was the north and the south. The north is referring to Syria, referring to uh, uh, the, the, the countries that today form uh, the, the, the area of, of Asia, such as Iraq, Iran, and the, in the Middle East. And, and of course, south, all we think about is, is Egypt. And so, these two countries, Syria and the area in Egypt, began to fight against each other. And there was a lot of death involved. And of course, uh, the coming up of a man called Antiochus. Now Antiochus becomes a very healthful financial king that dealt with people with using flattery and pride. And so, Chapter 11, verse 35, then begins this war between Egypt uh, and, and, and Syria in the last days. So let's read verse 35 of chapter 11, because it says, In some of them of understanding shall fall, to try them, to purge them, and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. This verse begins the end times, which will continue through the 12th chapter of Daniel. So there is, that's for the entirety of time, now totally 2,000 years, uh, is omitted in scriptures. Of course, when you, when you refer to that, that after the prophet Malachi, all the way to, uh, uh, John the Baptist, you know, Malachi and John the Baptist. There are 400 years where the Jewish people simply lost desire for the Lord and then followed 2,000 years, which is the church age that we're living now. So you have 1,400 years of history, of control and manipulation. And so 
God, through the mouth of Daniel, then begins to introduce to you the personality of the Antichrist, who he was going to be. So it is a prophetical statement. Now, <clears throat> you probably say, Rick, but I, I don't need to know the Antichrist. Well, you can know his personality, who he is, who he was, and that will help you to somehow put your life in order because he is going to declare war on Christ and you know, on you know, the coming of Jesus. And so, and the king shall do according to his will. Meaning, the Antichrist will do whatever he wants all the way to the second coming of Christ. So this spirit of, 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 of the whole world being subjected to this man. And it says, And he shall exalt himself, magnify himself, which is a form of pride. So what, what are you learning here? Is that when you think you've got it, when you think you're able, when you think you, you're better than anybody else, pride comes before the fall. And pride is a very serious, serious thing. If your faith is, is residing on your pride of who you are, God will not use you. And there will be no fruits. Here's another thing. And magnify himself above every God. Yet he cries to magnify himself above God himself. And shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods. And shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. Meaning he is going to declare war on Christ. Declare war or, and, and, and declare himself God. And he is going to prosper. That is uh, uh, what verse uh, 35 says. Okay, 36 says. But one of the things he will do also is that he will remember when uh, the seven years of captivity took place and the people came back. Remember, Cyrus did according to what the Lord called him to do. Remember the husband of Esther. Uh, the temple was built by Ezra in Nehemiah. Remember that. And the temple was built and the sacrifices started. You know, the, the, the atonement sacrifice, remember that? And, the, and the, 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 all of the types of sacrifices we studied in these last uh, several months now. So right now, the Antichrist will stop all of the, all of the sacrifices. And this newly built temple in Jerusalem, and of course that is in Revelation 13, 15. And shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods. He literally declare war on Jesus. And so, as we look at this, you begin to understand the Antichrist. In verse 37, Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers. So, who is the Antichrist? It's a man. We know he's going to be a Jew. But we need to know where he was coming from. And that's an interesting research on where, in which area he'll come from. It's obvious he'll not come from the south, but he'll come from the north. And see, neither shall he regard God as his father, nor desire of women, referring to the Catholic Church and the, and the, and the worship of Mary, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. And so, we begin to see that he will control the man's worship of others. And this is a time in which the world is in suspense. 
Because, you see, there's nothing there that anybody can do. Any country can do. And Israel is going to be defeated, going to be uh, um, demagnified, is going to size a very small parcel of land. Verse 38, But in this state shall he honor the God of forces. This, this God of forces has to do, the armies of the world are going to be subjected to him. And the God whom his fathers knew, not, not shall he honor with gold and silver and precious stones and precious, and precious things. He's called the prince of Persia. Uh, the prince of, Gre- of Grecia, I'm sorry, which does not refer to moral, but instead a fallen angel. And uh, this God, his fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, did not know, meaning he would diminish the concept of inheritance, heritage, what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob represented to the people of God. He is diminishing that view and putting himself on the throne and expecting them to worship him. So, that speaks for itself. Verse, uh, verse 40. And at that time, at the end, the king of the south, Egypt, pushed at him. And the king of the north, the Antichrist, here, here referring to Syria, shall come against him like a whirlwind, and with chariots and horsemen, and many ships, and he shall enter into the countries, and he shall overflow the past. The first, at that time of the end, is simply saying, the fulfillment of these prophecies. Because all that's been spoken by God to Daniel refers to years ahead, 200 years ahead. And so the idea here is that uh, uh, God is going to be to fulfill uh, the, the prophecies referring to that. Now, let's go directly then to, to uh, verse 41. He shall enter also in the glorious land. That's referring to Israel. And many countries shall be overthrown. Those in the Middle East, all of them will be overflown. Now, imagine that the forces of the Antichrist to take over Syria, take over Iraq, Iran. Look at the whole Middle East area. And, and as you begin to look at these countries, you have an idea that what God is going to do is overwhelming in terms of power to overtake these nations. And so there is directly prophecy, prophecies to every nation in how God will accomplish that. And so, in many countries shall be overflown, but these shall escape, but these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom, Boab, and the chief of the children of Boab. Now these areas that I'm saying here comprises Jordan today. So if you look to Jordan, a large parcel of land, I'm talking about as big as Texas. And here is Israel squeezed into a very small parcel of land uh, on, 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 the, on the Middle East facing uh, the, 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 the criticism and, and assailment of every single country in the world today. Now look at Jordan. It says, 
His entry into the glorious land refers to the invasion of Israel at the midpoint of the seventh year non-aggression pact because the Antichrist made a, a, a pact with Israel that he wouldn't, he wouldn't destroy them. But over here he begins to destroy, invade, and he invades. And so as he invades Israel, something begins to happen. The countries listed comprised of modern Jordan, there's a place called Petra. And for so, so many years we have desired to visit Petra. And uh, we have not been able to. And Petra is an interesting place. And all, it's, it's on the southern part, uh, below the Dead Sea, into Jordan. And over there is where the people of God will be hiding. I want to show you this, this prophecy that Petra will be the place where Israel runs to hide. It's in Revelation 12, uh, uh, 12, 6. Let me take a little time to find this to read to you. 12, 6. And the woman fled. The woman here is Israel, the national Israel. Fled into the wilderness. At midpoint of the great tribulation, the Antichrist will turn up on Israel and defeat her. And they run in where she has placed a place prepared by God. So God prepares Petra to receive Israel. That they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three scores day. Mentioned refers to an odd and telling Arabs to take care of Israel. There will be one thousand two hundred and sixty days, which is three and a half years. So that's an interesting aspect of the book of Daniel because it refers to that and speaks of that. He shall stretch... Now let me go back to uh, another scripture. I think it's Thessalonians. I'm not too sure. Uh, yes, yes. I lost my direction here where Thessalonians is. But Tessa Paul refers to that. Yeah, it's, it's page 2094 in the Bible. Yes, yes, the second coming. Okay. But what I'm saying to you is that Petra becomes a hiding place for the people of God. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries in the land of Egypt shall not escape. So, imagine. Alexander the Great dies. Four generals that, that were uh, the, the soldiers that led the army of, the, of, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Alexander the Great. And by the way, Alexander the Great had a 300,000 army. The, 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 the Mede-Persian Empire had a million people, a million soldiers, and yet 300,000 defeated the enemy that way. So you see, the end times, there are miracles that happen. Antichrist now is in control of the whole world. And, uh, and he, but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver, 
over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his step. Now this is what God says to Daniel. Daniel, he mentions the names of the areas, precious things of Egypt, meaning that the, the, the king of Egypt is defeated and all that's been taken in the early days out of the riches of the north and the, and the Middle East now is re, re, returning uh, to the Antichrist. In other, in other words, it seems like everything that Israel had was taken by the Babylonian Nebuchadnezzar, the silver, the precious gold. And, and so you, 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 you not only kill everybody, you destroy everybody, but you take what they have. So the Antichrist now is in total, complete control of everything that moves. <clears throat> Israel is hiding in Petra uh, and being fed by the Arabs. That's an interesting thing. But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly make away many. After the Antichrist breaks his covenant with Israel, and Israel runs to, to Petra, entering into the glorious earth, he'll be prevented from further destroying her by the tidings of the east and out of the north. That shall trouble him, no doubt, these will be nations probably led by Russia, Japan, <coughs> and China in the east, forming a union against him which shall have uh, no success. So now you begin to notice that verse 44 begins to see that the world's in turmoil. And it is in, in World War III is about to take place. And pe people like the Chinese, Japan, and Russia run against the Antichrist. <coughs> and so, next, the kings of the north, Syria, that area, the Antichrist sets his throne in the temple in Jerusalem. He destroys Russia. He destroys China. He destroys all these nations. And he sets himself on the throne in the, in, the, in, the, in the sanctuary in Jerusalem. He shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the sea and the glorious holy mountain. And yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him. Uh, he shall plant the tabernacle of his palace refers to taking out the old, newly built temple and stopping the sacrifices as prophesied in chapter 8 of Daniel verse 9 to 12. The phrase between the seas in this glorious holy mountain refers to the Dead Sea and the Mediterranean Sea. You remember that when Jesus comes at the Mount of Olives, the earth was split and Half of the land will move toward the Dead Sea and half of the land toward the Mediterranean Sea. So there will be a, 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 a total change of the, of the, of the mountains and, and, the, and topographical areas will be flattened and Jesus will come with you and I into the, uh, the beautiful gate, the golden gate, into the temple. And so, but before that, you see, the Antichrist is in the temple seating. The, the glorious mountain is Mount Moriah. The glorious mountain on verse 44, 45 is Mount Moriah. It's where there will be, there is the mosque of, uh, 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 of the Arabs 
in the golden dome. Remember when you go to Jerusalem, you see the golden dome? Well, that is where uh, Abraham uh, came to sacrifice Isaac. Remember that? Well, that area there, okay, will be totally destroyed as the coming of Jesus. And the next thing Jesus does is blow out of his mouth and destroys the armies of the Antichrist. And on the right, in the last corner, Jerusalem is divided into four areas. The Arabs, the Armenian, the Jewish, and the Christians. Well, all the rest of, of those who escaped and came back from Petra uh, to, to, to see the dest- destruction of the land, they'll be bowing down and receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now, that'll be a glorious day. That'll be a powerful day. And uh, so, let me finish. And he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. It's tied up to the first part of this verse, which speaks of him desecrating the temple. This ensures his destruction by the Lord, which shall take place in the second coming. Now, why is it that the Antichrist wants to be on the throne? Because he's proudful. He is, he is, he is, he is led by evil spirits. That is why God sent Gabriel to talk to Daniel and to instruct him. And when Daniel couldn't, couldn't get Gabriel, God sent Michael to, to buy the demon uh, over there in Grecia, so he, he could give to you the picture of the end. So God, through Jesus' second coming, will destroy the Antichrist, and he will burn to crisp. I want you to know that there's no power, no power that can hold. Remember, remember that other nations come in to destroy the Antichrist. Russia, uh, 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 Japan, and, 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 and of course China. Imagine. Imagine China becoming a country that will care to destroy the Antichrist. Remember, that's a very, very historical thing. We're so concerned about China. Suddenly China uh, uh, comes, but it's going to be destroyed also. Now, we're at a point now to where the Great Tribulation begins. It's chapter 12. And so I want to pray with you, and tomorrow I'll teach... uh, 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 I'll teach uh, the end, chapter 12. So let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, today that as we look at these pictures in our hearts and our minds about the, the people of God running to Petra to hide themselves, nations against nation, that you are causing us a faith that understands that we are going to be victorious through Christ who strengthens. Father, I pray for those of you who are here listening to me this morning. And you are very, very much concerned about your life and about your finances, about the future of your life and about how to do it. God, let them know that uh, everything will pass. The most important thing, God, is to put our faith in Christ. So when He comes, He will be a blessing to us and take us into eternity. That we are people of God. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, that as the Antichrist splits all these nations, and, and destroys all of them, that we as Christians will not do that to each other. That we let bygones be bygones, that we be humbling before you, that we're going to be blessed before you, God, that we're going to serve you. God, we thank you for forgiving our sins. We thank you, Lord, for clearing us from condemnation, from 
from accusation of the devil. Because the game is much bigger than what we see. To the businessman that is running right now, trying to make more money. Show him or her, God. Show him or her. That it's useless to have more money. But because it all is going to be destroyed. God, I just pray that you strengthen my brother and sister to live by faith. That God, you instruct them to do the things that are righteous before your eyes. I instruct them, God, to be forgiving, to be, to be humble before you, God. We ask you, Lord, that every person that listens to me in this Bible study that simply put together, and I, and I agree it could have been done better, that, uh, that they will understand, O oh God, that as the people of God run to Petra, we, the Christians, the Gentiles of the world, need to run to Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Hoje a minha alma põe em mim o aroma de Jesus. Lírio dos vales cresce em beleza, força e luz. Rosa de Sarol queima a impureza do meu ser. Brilha a luz que é nunca